Hello and welcome to the Orcs Unplugged, where we are about to start World War Three, as Mr. J tells us how he prepared German recipes. My name's Maestro. Uh, my name is Mr. Jaywit, and I optimized them. I made them better for me. I am Tyre German. I would like to correct them, Mr. <laughs> Jaywit, on what he presumes is the correct German way. But we will see how far we go. You may oh. refer to me as EG. I am assuming that I that you're going to make me speak German, say the German words of this, and I'm in that that'll be offensive enough. You will hear the names. We will get through them. It's going to be great. Hello, I'm Thierry. Um was invited to this because I like to talk about cooking and stuff. So um, yeah, let's see where this goes. And I kind of have to agree with Mr. J that I like spicy food. I like hot food. I like to cook Thai and Vietnamese and uh, Middle Eastern stuff. But a lot of Traditional German recipes are just not suited for adding chilies or cayenne pepper or anything that is even moderately more spicy than black pepper, which is so I, kind of a shame, but it is what it is. I disagree yeah. on that one because, um, uh, oh, uh, I'll just start off with a recipe that I made, which was pork sliced thinly and then um, cooked in a. Uh, some milk so i made a roux and then added milk and then cooked it uh cooked down some mushrooms and some onions and everything and what is it called no um, yes. <laughs> go on I, I don't remember it that's what i know oh um, okay he made pork medallions in uh in uh, hunter sauce yes that was the one um yeah, guys also. It, yes. it worked very well with gochugaru some korean chili flakes it was very nice I really liked it. So for visual, he turned a nice, you know, creamy looking sauce into some red, devilish, angry sauce mm -hmm. that might have tasted good, but isn't really close to the original recipe anymore. But that's what we're what? here to talk about. <laughs> I, I, I'll have you know, I did try it um, with the original recipe, and then I added um, some flavor. That, that is good. I like that. Yes. You are redeemed. Every single time I have tried them as is and not futzed with it at all, and then I do. And then I futz with them. So I do know the base yeah. base of it. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, if I try to make something that is an actual traditional recipe from wherever, I try to make it as it's intended once, and then I add whatever i want to add and do it the way i like it um especially with a lot of japanese stuff because for some weird reason the japanese have two modes one is burns like hell and the other is mayonnaise oh that's spicy <laughs> mm. yeah yeah okay i admit i too uh want to first taste the original intent of a dish before i modify it to my tastes that is also the way to do it. Uh, that is, you know, a good way to, to know, okay, do I like this uh, sort of cooking? Or how much do I need to futz around with it before I can get to what I like? Is sort of a, also a gauge uh, for when I try my, my own try on it. So what I'm hearing is that I, was, I did it the correct way. Yeah, traders. 
<laughs> thanks, thanks, guys. <laughs> I didn't say he was totally correct. I'm saying there's a difference making a official Wiener Schnitzel, an official Schweinsbraten, or anything else uh, of actual German cuisine, and then there's adapting to its own taste. It's like going to the restaurant, getting a meal, and then you take a bite out of it, and then you reach for the salt and pepper for your own taste. I, okay, granted. I would also think the, the important thing is I'm not selling this. I just made it and ate it. Like they're, So I'm not like labeling it as the creamy German hunter sauce. I just made it and ate it. He's, he's not Jamie Olive Oil adding chili <laughs> jam to <laughs> dry, uh, egg fried rice. Yeah, Oof. and I didn't label it as Thai-ish. <laughs> Thai-ish. Uh, Thai geschnetzeltes. Thai geschnetzeltes. Uh, oh dear. That's just. That's just. Wait. Is that a thing? I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Not. I mean, geschnetzeltes is just a sort of uh, specific slice of or cut of meat with a savory cream on top of it. Uh, okay. I, I, I thought there was there was like a. Hmm? A, a a a frozen food like ready to eat in in some weird German supermarket that was called Teigeschnitzeltes. I I just wanted to make sure. I mean, probably years. I'd like to buy that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I shall keep a lookout. Anyway, uh, I had something I forgot it. It's fine. Um, are you guys ready for me to be slightly offensive? Sure. Go ahead. Always. Okay. Um. As I was cooking the the creamy hunter's sauce, and as I cooked that um that stew, that pork stew, I realized that this this was basically uh, French cooking. Like it's very, it was really similar, yeah. with a little bit of different flavors, but like the main cooking methods were the exact same. Um, yeah, it's it's not exclusive, but a lot of these mushroomy, creamy. Um, thinly sliced or chopped pork or chicken are very southern Germany, Switzerland, Austria, French. It it all mixes together, especially okay. con considering there are a lot of traditional recipes that I know from my family that are basically Alsatian, which is a region that switched from French uh, France to Germany and back again. And the, at the moment, it is French, but for a long period of time, it was German, and it doesn't really matter. So there, there's a lot of mix, mixing okay. going on, yeah. Okay, so that's not an offensive. Um, as a random example, when my fiance, when I was making um, a, uh, oh no, I forgot the the Italian dish with um, the really short grain risotto, risotto. Um, when I made it, yeah. she ate it and went, oh, it's just cheesy mac and rice. <laughs> and depending on how you make it, yeah, I can see see it was, the comparison. Yeah. yeah, it was um uh just a plain one because I wanted to just get the base flavor right. And yeah, it tasted basically like mac and cheese, but with rice. Interesting. Did you use white wine? Yes. Okay, so you did uh, get the little sour notes uh, with it. I think our my wine is different than your wine, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, as I was making, um, I couldn't figure uh, out the, if they have dry wine. wine. Wine that is not dry does not exist. It's <laughs> a myth. Maybe in the south it is. Should should be positioned right next to Coke. 
<laughs> but yeah, so either they, uh, way, I'm, I'm not not a wine snob, I swear. But yeah, I I don't drink, so I don't have any actual opinion on what the good proper wine is. So I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. eh, this is the cheap I'm, wine that I buy for for sauces and stuff. I barely barely drink alcohol, but yeah, I use it for cooking. So yeah, there's no reason for me to pay more than five dollars for my thing. Oh right, did you taste the wine that that you no. use for cooking? Okay, no, I don't. Because I, I was I was gonna ask what it what it tastes mm-hmm. like. If it, if it tastes like sweet, or does it you know curl your your, your toenails up? I, I don't drink. I'm not gonna. I'm sorry. Right. That that's one of the things where I'm like I'm, I'm not even willing to like. Sip so it. we we will never figure out what wine you used. That is that is a mystery that that'll forever exist. Are are you ready for this? Because I was curious because <laughs> I I happen to like the wine that I'm using for for different stuff. I did look up a re- um like a review for it, and apparently no, this is just a hyper local thing. <laughs> um, but it's just sold that's real awesome. cheaply. Um, it's from my local grocery store. Like apparently that's the only place to get it from. Mm. As long as you like it, that that's okay. Yeah, it smells nice. That's all mm, I can that's really good. say. <laughs> yeah, it goes nice in a beef stew. Mm. Okay, yeah. getting back to uh, regional uh, dishes and what might be considered offensive uh, for for German uh, eating sensibilities. What else did you try, James, Mr. Jared? Um, I tried uh, German meatballs, which that one I added samjong into, which is a um, miso paste with some gochugaru. Um, it's a real, it's real spicy and real tangy, because I felt like the, the recipe that I was given needed a bit of tang. Mm-hmm. Um, I also made a pork stew, which I wasn't given a name on. I was just told, "Here's a recipe," and I went with it. Uh, yeah, Maestro just sent it to me. Eintopf. It's it's Eintopf. It's yeah. stew. It's there's no name. It's yeah. okay. The, the the name is what's in it. This this was beans yeah. and pork. So yeah, oh, with, that with is potato. That is normal. English needs a good word for Eintopf. You stole so many German words. Steal this one. I mean, that's basically just a stew. Done. Yeah, but stew yeah. is different. Mm, okay, <laughs> valid. Maybe they can uh, take this uh, word as well from us. Eh? They, they they cannot pronounce it. For, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's why I'm not saying it. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> but it would be so funny. Come on. No. Mm-hmm. Go on. Anyway. It doesn't even have any umlauts. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the English language is perfectly capable of saying Eintopf. Eintopf. Almost. <laughs> yeah, two nods. <laughs> silence. And then two nods and went, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I heard an American today correctly pronounce Heckler and Koch, so I'm, I'm satisfied for, for today. I, yeah. I re- really like the uh, blurb on the uh, American uh, website where they say Heckler and Coke is absolutely okay because no one wants you to say Heckler and Koch. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> good shout. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that should actually be the name for Glock, but we're uh, getting into different areas here. Um, right. So far, uh, from what I've understood, Mr. Jared, you've been eating savory dishes, usually yes. meat-based, usually pork. 
Yes. Um, and there was a specific reason for this as well. Um, here in America, uh, our pork is, from what it sounds like, roughly half the price of your guys' pork. Yeah, it's crazy it's, what they pay. Yeah, it's, the, it's incredibly cheap. And I'm going, and I'm sitting yeah. here going, all of the other meats have gotten expensive except for pork. What can I do with pork? From, from what okay. I heard, pork is not really a thing that a lot of people eat a lot of in America. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot cheaper. I, I think that that's also the, the reason for the McRib thing is that uh, during half of the year, pork is basically so cheap that McDonald's just pumps it out. And then. So it is not necessarily that. For our okay. pork, we make a lot of bacon. We make an absolute shit yeah, ton of okay. bacon. There, there's a lot of and... rest of the bacon. <laughs> yes. Oh. And we make a lot of sausage. So we grind up the rest of the pork. So you those are our two. Yeah, so that means pork shoulder is incredibly cheap. I can get, like, smoked jowls real cheap. That's nice. Yes, which is, I'm not, like, being, like, I'm not, like, trying to throw shade or anything. It's just yeah. how it is here. So I'm like, right. give me pork. Concerning um, food prices... Germany is kind of an oasis. Uh, on the one hand, that, that is one of the reasons why Walmart failed a couple of years ago, that our food market is heavily cornered by discount supermarkets that are incredibly cheap. Mm -hmm. And also that um, compared to the Swiss or the French or the Italians or the Spanish, we don't actually like to spend a lot of percentage of our income on food. So our food is a lot cheaper. Okay. Yeah. I, I usually, you know, I, I don't plan on what I buy. I just go into the supermarket and see what has this little 30% off sticker on it because it's about to expire. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, just, yeah. <laughs> just yesterday I made uh, four burgers for, I think, like four bucks. Pretty good. Um, fun anecdote about uh, prices of pork in the U.S., um, when when Mr. J and I were talking about um, uh, you know just just buy a piece of pork fillet, um, you know when 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 we in Germany buy a piece of pork fillet, we buy like four hundred grams, five hundred grams, yeah, like mm -hmm. this little oh. thing. And and, and and he said, no, 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 we buy the whole thing for like yeah. four bucks. <laughs> the, yeah, the whole side of the pig for four yeah. bucks or something. I was like, whoa, whole side of the pig. You're giving me ideas here, my good sir. I have people living in Turinga, the heartland of barbecue uh, in Germany. You know what they could do with half a freaking pig? <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I'm like, I would like to cook more pork because it's so fucking cheap here. So I'm looking at a recipe. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for pork recipes, German food is pretty good. But mm -hmm. if you're looking for spicy chili paprika, then German food is not. Or at least a lot of um, basic German consumers eat very, very mild food. It's yeah. not even that they don't like spices. It's more like they don't like hot food. And so mm -hmm. basically every standard recipe that isn't advertised as extra hot or spicy just uses sweet paprika or bell peppers. Just add in chilies and it tastes mm -hmm. fine <laughs> yeah no no that's that is true in america where if it's not labeled as spicy it's not spicy at all 
but if you get spicy, you can really ramp it up fast. We've got like yeah. extremes in that amount. Yeah. We kind of have that with, we, we talked in, in text chat about that with uh, shashlik and currywurst where mm -hmm. there are, um, what's it called? They're not food trucks, but you, you know what I mean? That basically yeah, food, advertise food with food stalls, the, like a street yeah. food. Yeah, street food vendors who advertise with the hottest shashlik or the hottest currywurst mm -hmm. in a uh, hundred miles, and you have to sign a waiver that you won't sue them if you have to go to the hospital and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, you can get really, really spicy food, but it, it's it's special uh, advertisement, and most of the normal recipes are are pretty mild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking here at a recipe for. Uh, basically pork leg uh, to be roasted and it mm -hmm. it just says get the prepared cut from the butcher an onion salt pepper and a little bit of fat the brown onion and the rest is just uh, doing a big roast within your oven for two and a half or three hours yeah, to get nice. it to which, nice and going which does sound very good um so I made carnitas recently, and that's actually mm. almost the exact same, but they put onion, um, orange in as well, mm. which, and a little bit of cinnamon. Mm -hmm. There is also a, a thing in uh, South Germany called the Schweinsbraten. It is basically the same cut as you would use for bacon or similar for it. It's just the belly of, of the pig. Uh, which where you keep a little bit of uh, the scrubbed down and cleaned uh, skin of the pig, and you score it in in diamonds or whatever pattern you want. Put a little of, little bit of um, uh, some spices uh, within the cracks of it, and you basically just roast it within it, and you make pork crackling, and you tenderize the meat with with that. Serve it with uh, dark beer sauce. Which is nice and savory, and you know, tastes yeah. really freaking good. Serve it with a potato dumpling, and you're good to go. That is like standard beer garden food that you can get in any beer garden here in, in East in South Germany. Okay, that that does sound good. I I feel like it needs a little the potatoes. You just said you know, and then you have some boiled potatoes on the side, and I'm like, uh, yeah, that... well, like. Anything else on those potatoes? Uh, I, I didn't. It didn't say boiled potatoes. I said but, uh, but, uh, potato dumplings. So or knödel, as we like to say in Germany. Very ah, very different texture, but um, yeah, it is. It needs more flavor. It is potato. <laughs> I need more. The, the, we we are mm -hmm. we are plain in the middle of potato Europe, <laughs> and that is um, that is very 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 true. Um, yeah, we have a lot of stuff that is just yeah and then add some potatoes you can fried potatoes boiled potatoes we are sam Gamgee of europe yes all the mesh and put them in a stew there mm -hmm. is one thing that i've not figured out if it works or not because we've got a 50 pound bag of rice that like you make a flavorful thing and then you serve it over rice all that's what we do all the time and yeah, i'm like is that a valid you like, can, can start... substitute it, but it doesn't give the authentic uh, German uh, taste for it. Yeah, you would you would use uh, noodle or potatoes. Okay. Yeah. To add the starch to your meal. 
there is some stuff that is traditionally served with rice, but yeah, pasta or potatoes are a lot more common. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, is it dried pasta or is it, because I've got a bag of what it's, in a, I have a bag of that just says uh, German egg noodle pasta and it's a sort of like a tot twist thing. And that's the is only it, thing I can find. Is it is it dry or is it dried? Yeah, pre pre cooked. Yeah, yeah. yeah Germans don't make noodles from scratch, and uh, that's an not, Italian not thing. Really. <laughs> um, uh, you only do that on uh, family gatherings and when you're doing something really special, it's like uh, the, make, making the, your own spätzle, for instance. That's something that you only do if you're you're doing you want to show a little bit off. That's a uh, southern yeah. German thing, though. We we don't I've, do that up, up north. I've made homemade spätzle before, but I have to admit I kind of cheated because I had a, a Tupper spätzle board, which is just put in the dough and then swish it, and it does mm -hmm. the rest. You don't have to actually cut the, the spätzle individually. But, um, yeah, that that is actually doable. Other than that, um, Italian cooking is always uh, a thing here um so or what we call we have um, semi-fresh pasta in in the supermarkets you can just oh. go to the uh, cold section and and open the fridge and pull out a, a bag of um, tortellini or tagliatelle or gnocchi or something that is fresh in the sense that you only have to boil it for like two or three yeah. or four minutes yeah it's, pre and it's not close to the real thing not quite. It it's not the same as making it yourself, but it is still better than the the dried one. I think, especially with uh, spätzle, the the difference is there. There are dried spätzle, but they just don't taste the same. Even yeah. if you buy the one from the bag that are still moist, mm. they they taste a lot better. Of course, it's not the same as making it yourself, but that's a lot more work. Yeah, that's not a. That's a weekend meal. That's not a a weekday. I I made I made noodles once when I was working in the kitchen. I will never make noodles again from from scratch. I yeah. I refuse to. Also, there there is is an important quirk of the German language that um, noodle, our word for pasta. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, though yeah. a lot of Americans I've talked to say no, noodles is only Asian pasta. It's not real pasta. I don't know. Um, is that that the German word noodle can actually mean a lot of doughy stuff. For example, okay. we have Schupfnudeln and Dampfnudeln, mm -hmm. which are not pasta. Schupfnudeln is actually a potato thing. They, they are a wormy potato uh, dough mm -hmm. that is normally fried. And Dampfnudeln is a yeast uh, dumpling. I have to admit, Dampfnudeln is something of an outlier. Uh, when it comes uh, to the name of it, but mainly because it's just a purely like uh, like starchy food that you get. Yeah, uh, Mr. Jaywood, uh, just to get you uh, get you up to speed, uh, dump no, food no, that's fine. is uh, is basically like a is a sweet dish. It's a sweet dish. Okay, I'm just sitting here going, is a is a pretzel then a noodle? No, no, no because it's been baked. It's been baked and it has oh. been, uh, and it is go. It has been going through, um, going through fermentation. You know, uh, going up so and, and going down again. Is, 
the fermentation if, is the difference then. If we go off the bait with <laughs> lasagna. <laughs> well, lasagna is only spaghetti cake. Um, yes. But, yes, yeah, spaghetti yeah, cake, nice. Pretzel falls into the bigger category of baked stuff. There's actually a name for that. And then it falls into the subcategory of lye baked. Okay. So in Germany, there are actually not only pretzels, but there are a lot of other lye okay. bakery stuff. So we have Laugenstang, which is basically a pretzel that is just a long breadstick. Mm -hmm. And we also have um, um, pastry dough that is also mm -hmm. lye treated. And for example, the burgers I made yesterday were brioche bun that was lye treated, uh, treated that had the, the brown coloring of a pretzel. Yes. It just that exists is... here because Germans like that shit. Yeah, yes. that sounds um, pretty good. Like, it makes it if... nice and crispy without overcooking the center. If you That's have if you have, have any lie. sandwich and you substitute the bread for lye bread, it's always better. Yes. Also pretzels with Nutella. Sounds okay. weird, but it tastes great. I don't like Nutella. I have tried uh, pretzels with sweet mustard. And it works oddly well, but I haven't I mean, tried Nutella yet. I had the Bavarian uh, authentic uh, Weisswurst Frühstück once. It was pretty mm -hmm. good. So yeah, it, it was sweet mustard and pretzels tasty. and uh, had a big ass uh, Weisswurst. Mm, a yes. big glass of beer at like nine in the morning. Yes. Wow. Yes, that is one of the few uh, ways that uh, in Germany, early morning drinking is considered a la socially acceptable. Yeah, you just have to be Bavarian. <laughs> yeah, you get, the, you get. the rules don't make sense, but <laughs> it is what it is. There is one exception. You say, like we have a saying in Germany, kein Bier vor vier means no beer before four o'clock. Mm. It's always so, four yeah. o'clock somewhere. So as yeah. an ignorant American, Bavarian is then the upper part of Germany? No, it's the no, uh, very southern part. Right. Okay. So to, to be to be fair, um, on the map, north is up, but in elevation terms, the south is up and the north is the lowlands, yeah. and that is why the north is often called Lower Germany and the, the south oh, is called Upper Germany. That's terrible. Okay. For example, Lower <laughs> Saxony is called Lower <laughs> Saxony because it's in the lowlands, so it's in the north. Okay. Yes. Basically, imagine my, Germany. I'm as sorry. A, 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 as a big slope that goes from south to north. Yeah. Okay. And it has uh, some some mountains in the middle. <clears throat> it's okay. like calling the Rockies Upper America. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. Like that's just how it works out for you guys. And that, I'm not like throw. I am not throwing shade. It's just I'm going because yeah. I was like, where is uh, where are like the Bavarian language? It's like, oh, it's in Upper Germany. Oh, so it's in the north part. No. Oh, okay, oh, never mind. Oh. B Bavaria um, is the, the big white and sky blue blob on the bottom right. Okay. Um, if, I make a, if I may make an analogy here, um, Bavaria is a Texas of Germany. Yes, like I Bully agree. said it. Okay, sure. What, what is, is Lower Saxony then? Uh, New Hampshire? Is that in Maine? <laughs> Uh, Maine is right next door to New Hampshire, yeah. I, I could agree I think with it. Vermont is in the middle, but yeah. Mm -hmm. They're all northeast to me. That doesn't, they, they've <laughs> mushed together in my brain. I, I have a question, though. Um, so if, if you look at Germany on a map, um, 
the the extremes like the most northern parts and the most southern parts they speak completely unintelligible gibberish is it the <laughs> same in america like the further in the middle you are um, the better you can understand people yes and no um we did have it where people spoke unintelligible gibberish in the rap in the mountains um but since the internet the languages have sort of coalesced together hmm. we've yeah. default we've begun defaulting um if we didn't if america existed like a hundred years before then yes it we would have diverged a lot more but at the mo because of when the internet hit it was different right i would have thought because of um your you know all of your tv shows that got broadcast over all the mm -hmm. states it also helped in unifying the dialects that is assuming that those people had access to tv that and, is a good point yeah the poorest did not have access to tv so they continued diverging yeah as mm -hmm. as like a, a very rude rough description speaking of the poorest i do have a theory onto why german food is not that spicy to bring it back uh, to the German is it, foods. Is it because you guys are just jamming mustard all the time? No, because okay. this is similar to why British food is bland, why Irish food is considered bland. Danish, Swedish, and other cold regions are bland. Spicy food doesn't grow here, and what sort of the populace defined the food of the country back in the day? Yeah. Back before big industrialization, it was common peasant folk that lived off the land mm -hmm. so if you couldn't uh, grow uh, like peppercorns or uh, any sorts of uh, hot uh, hot paprika or mm, you, any, had, you had garlic uh, and mint you had garlic you had yeah. maybe some Rosemary, mustard seeds thyme, if sage, garlic yeah onions yeah. onions um, mm. onions are good Bear, Bärlauch had a um, kind of renaissance recently mm -hmm. in, in the, the last decade or something, which is um, related to garlic, but it is more like wild garlic. It is a little bit garlicky, but um, it's a little bit different. But yeah, and a lot of old herbs and spices that were used back in the day are not really common anymore. I think uh, a lot of people used monk's pepper, which is... A little bit sweet and a little bit uh, black peppery, so it has the certain hotness, but you just can't get it anymore unless you are growing it yourself. It's not in the yeah. supermarket anywhere. Um, I even came across that well, just uh, for the stew, because it called for uh, sprigs of savory. Mm -hmm. I don't get that. I can't yeah. get yeah. summer savory here. Savory and marjoram I've also uh, seen yeah. as a uh, Herbs you don't have in America. I do have access to marjoram, but um, it was out when I went to the store. Mm -hmm. Oops. Yeah, some, yeah, sometimes it happens, yeah. It yeah. is. I, I have a couple of uh, recipes, both um, Vietnamese and Middle Eastern, that call for cilantro. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. I've yeah. never seen it. Yep. For a, a lot of people, apparently, there is a certain gene that makes it taste like soap. So yeah, sure, yeah. it's oh. not that popular. But So my fiancé actually has that. Um, you can make cilantro bearable. Like, just be uh, neutralize that one 
element that tastes like soap to her. But that's not common, and that's not why you would want cilantro. Um, if you yeah. like cook it down a little bit and you make it a nice sauce, it doesn't it doesn't trigger her. But you want to just yeah. slap it in at the end and call it a day. The other thing is, you can actually get over it if you just keep eating it. But <laughs> that, no that basically goes that. goes for all flavors. Let's let's be fair. Yeah. No yeah. one drinks their first cup of coffee and goes like, "Wow, that that is some gourmet shit." No, everybody drinks their first cup of coffee and goes like, "Why does anybody drink that?" And then you're hooked on the caffeine and you I, drink it. It's interesting to me that you used coffee as an example and not beer. Yeah, beer is <laughs> yeah, beer, beer is similar. Most people, or at least here in Europe or Germany, most teenagers drink their first beer and think, "Uh," but then you want to hang with your friends and get drunk, so you drink beer because it's possible mm -hmm. to get and cheap. Because uh, our laws actually say if you're 16, you can drink either beer or wine, but uh, hard alcohol you can only buy once you're 18. So a lot of teenagers drink beer. Definitely not me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that also. big of a beer drinker, though. I have to say uh, a good Schwarzbier or Altbier is nice. So more of the, the dark, stouty types. So question then, do you enjoy the sweet dark beer variety or the... And I uh, never remember what herb is called in English, um, like the not sweet kind, because um, there used to be a not sweet kind of dark beer from uh, Dresden. And that brewery got bought out. It was called Schwarzer Steiger, means a chimney sweep. Um, mm -hmm. And that brewery got bought out and they made that beer completely unpalatable. It was terrible. It was my favorite beer and it, it, it ruined that's, it. They, they ruined nice. it. I'm still mad. I've, I've never drank it. I don't, don't know that uh, brand. But yeah, I'm pretty close to Düsseldorf. So I've been drinking a lot of alt beer, which is not completely black beer, but it is a more darkish type that is not as sweet, but I've also been drinking a lot of Kastritzer, which is more of the sweeter kind. So, mm. so just, just, just for me to put that into perspective, I have tasted uh, Diebel's Alt before, and I was like, this tastes like vomit. <laughs> is, is every Alt beer like that? Because um, I haven't touched I, stuff since. I'd say Diebel's is not the best one, but it is a pretty broad uh, version that that is is in the middle of the the taste range so if you don't like it then alpi is probably not for you yeah exactly the info i was looking for thank you mm -hmm. <laughs> well i have to admit my beer excursions have been mainly here in the south where they like it a bit, little bit more malty instead of the bitters of uh, middle to lower germany eh? uh and uh, you know We'll, uh, how should I say it? It's just, you know, you grow up in the region, you get used to the regional uh, preferences. And so when you're hit with that, all that bitter um, hops, uh, all at once, when you uh, go outside the, the region, you're like, I can't drink this. <laughs> you know what they say in Hamburg about that? Go ahead. Here we drink beer, not soda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Everybody has their their taste. But yeah, the, the beer is a thing in Germany. At least, at, at least it's not brewed with sugar water. Oh yeah, mm, high fructose corn syrup. 
I I actually had you know the the typical uh, American beer. Um, I think it was uh, what was it like was Coors it or something? Bud? Yeah, Coors Bud Light. Those are our yeah, Coors Coors Light. Blue ribbon. Because 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 we we were in a bar. We had a we had a really good burger. And and I just had I just said to my buddy I I have to try it I just have to try it was I need to know what it tastes like so I can make fun of it some some more it tastes like nothing and yeah. it had like six and a half percent ABV I was like this tastes like water and it will fuck you up awesome <laughs> <laughs> I understand the matter I have, so admit, I have had Miller before and uh, this is something that you it was incredibly easy to drink but it still got me the same way as uh, you know normal German beer I have to admit. Yeah uh yeah i was at an american diner here it's effective not delicious yeah it's very effective mm. yeah. yeah but okay you know uh so the, we the, went first from... off perhaps we're nice <laughs> i would like to pull us back now to um the the spicy flavor things because mm-hmm. i do kind of disagree on saying oh this is just how people did because the bratwurst Mm-hmm. That is a heavily spiced hunk of meat. Yeah, but it's not hot. No, it's not hot, but it is still heavily spiced. Yeah. Or anything fermented, you're going to see, you get a lot of powerful flavor out of it. Okay, yes. Yeah. Mm. That, yeah. I, I remember, uh, okay, A, spices haven't, or rather, global spices have been that long in, in German uh, kitchens yet. Yeah. You guys just aren't, people just don't know about them yet. Actually, because history, historical foods, I've realized, like a classic uh, meal has only really existed for like 50 to 70 years. Anything past that, and it's what my grandparents ate, or my great-grandparents ate, and that's not, that's not what people think of. Yeah. So I, I, I think theory, it's, it's also, yeah. also important to keep in mind that what we normally think of as traditional dishes are often very changed versions or as you say they are barely a hundred years old if even mm-hmm. if you once you go into actual medieval food 12th 13th 14th century food is very very different mm-hmm. yeah because they don't have and, the potato yeah and they they have weird combinations that they they have um I, I don't know, uh, beef and pear stew or something like that. Yeah, um, actually. Also, they also did they love eat, their savory and sweet. They also the ate animals that we don't eat that much. All the different birds, for example. Yeah, pheasant and, and stuff where if you get pheasant today, it is incredibly expensive and it's gamey and it's not a big bird. It's like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is fancy people food. I mean, that's what kind of survived, didn't it? That's what was written down. The yeah. Yeah, recipes yeah. for the on fancy a, people's food. On account of them knowing how to write, probably. Yeah. And, and access to all the goods uh, to any sort of spice network. Yeah. But yeah, I w- would agree that um, traditional food or also peasant food doesn't have to be bland. It is just a different kind of spice. That mm-hmm. is, uh, oh, I don't know the the English name for it, but a lot of kümmel, a lot mm-hmm. of um, yeah. yeah, cumin is uh, 
different. Oh, it is different. Different. It's not, not the same. That that is 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 a, a, a problem actually. But yeah, I, oh, no. I, or it might or it might be a different type of cumin. But there are two different types. Okay. Ah, no. it's, it's caraway. It's caraway. Car I, I have it in one of the recipes seeds. I gave you. Caraway seeds. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, it could be very flavorful, but it wasn't generally not that hot or different. The the three types of traditional German hotness is black pepper, mustard, and horseradish. Horseradish so is really good. You can have really hot stuff, but it's not the chili pepper hotness. Yeah. Um, and I think that is also um, the or the reason for that is that if you look at Spain, Italy, or Greece, once that stuff came here from South America, it grows there, but it doesn't mm -hmm. grow here. So we, we use a lot of tomato and uh, peppers and, and stuff today because we can buy them at the supermarket, but we use them in Italian or Spanish or, or Middle Eastern dishes and not in German dishes because those just didn't exist. That Even 200 sense. years ago, because people had canned tomatoes. Fresh tomatoes mm -hmm. weren't really a thing. Yeah. That you're still limited to agriculture at that point, rather than our crazy greenhouse yeah. things that we set up. And I, I know even my own grandparents cooked a lot of stuff that they could supplement with their own vegetable garden. So um, a lot of zucchini or uh, cucumber, or um, certain types of pumpkin. And yeah, that, that is just how they, they cooked. And if there weren't any hot peppers in their garden, then they didn't have any. Okay. Yeah, pretty much same for mine. They had um, shelves upon shelves of uh, you know canned stuff from fruits to vegetables from their garden. Lots of beans. And, yeah, beans, cherries, lots of cherries. That's that's mm -hmm. that's that's uh, that's why we love to visit uh, to visit them because we would get cherries. Damn. I mean, same goes for my grandparents who kept some chickens on the farms, and you would get and uh, get some really high qu uh, quality eggs from them. Mm. I'm still trying to convince my uh, my 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 parents to keep a goat, but they don't wanna. <laughs> but I want the goat milk. <laughs> Damn. Goats are funny little things too. Yeah, I I don't know if I would be a fan of having a goat pet because they're also a little shit a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's free fertilizer. Still, <laughs> and still. free compost. Yeah. <laughs> still, remember, uh, they take up space. They they require regular, you know, looking after them and taking care of them. Taking them to, yeah. to the vet and such, and as far as I know, chickens are considered one of some of the easier farm animals to handle. I don't know how difficult sheep and uh, goats are, but I'm gonna guess they're gonna be a lot uh, more handfuls because a they they're gonna get you, give you the horns and they're about the size of the height of your hip, so mm. they're gonna yeah. kick your butt. From what I know, goats are a little bit easier because they graze, but they are also omnivores. So they, they eat anything, but sheep need a lot of space just for grazing because they basically only eat grass and 
that's it unless you want to buy a lot of hay and even that's not that great because it's dried so it doesn't have a lot of nutrients that fresh grass has um uh, but yeah goats are a lot more aggressive and and just energetic yeah. than than sheep may go but for even... rabbits then we, we we kept rabbits when when we were young rabbits are are pretty good as long as you're not eating rabbit exclusively it's it's pretty oh, yeah. good meat my, my no, this uh, is sometimes other other grandparents uh, kept uh, rabbits, and we we always had a, a roast of rabbit on Easter Sunday, which in hindsight do. feels kind of weird. But as a child, <laughs> it totally made sense that after the Easter bunny brought the eggs, we would eat it. That that's just how it is. I never questioned. We caught the Easter bunny. We roasted <laughs> him. <laughs> Welcome to Germany. But yeah. Um, Mr. J, did you add another another recipe that 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 you made? I, I forget how many. Um, I made the hunter sauce. I made the ground. Uh, the the and the frikadellen, right? Yeah. Yes, I also made um, just a generic uh, uh, pork loin that I just cut up, pan fried, and then I I realized that pork loin sucks in terms <laughs> of just eating it straight. There is no way to make it good. Because um, I did make, I actually cooked it perfectly. Like perfect, like perfect mm -hmm. doneness. It was juicy. It wasn't tough or anything, but it had no flavor. Like if you it, cook a nice yeah. steak, you get a lot of beef. But if you put, yeah. cook a pork loin, you don't get any flavor out of it. And it is, yeah, that, that is kind of the reason why a lot of pork loin recipes either call for some kind of mustard or, or herb crust to get at least a little bit of flavor on it or call for a heavy sauce like, uh, I and don't know, recipe, some, some kind of pep pepper sauce or something. Yeah, Yeah, the recipe that I was handed didn't have a sauce. Did I give you that? Yes. What? Oh, hang on. Everything I need to look that, that I made... What? What did I? What did I? How did I fuck this up? Why? Okay. Why did I not give you a sauce? I do that? have an idea for something that you can adjust for your own taste, Mister Jaywood. Um, uh, it is a barbecue recipe from Turinga, if you're interested. Um, I have a couple of uh, requirements. One is mm -hmm. I actually don't have a grill. I and I can't mm -hmm. get one. I live in an apartment. Mister J. Uh, first, no. first sentence it said pork cutlet in onion sauce. You, you, did you not make the onion sauce? I made onions. I made onions and mushrooms. I don't know what oh. the heck an onion sauce is. Well, it's when you, it's when you basically an, an onion gravy. Yeah, I, I made onions with it. I followed the recipe as is. Hang on, when, okay, five tablespoons of tablespoons of water on it to deglaze, then add the cream. Put cutlets back in sauce. Serve with sauce and the field salad. Well, I guess I don't know. <laughs> to get back so, to my recipe that that I am proposing here, um, most of the grilled uh, meats from Germany you can do in an apartment and with just a stereotypical frying pan with some oil on it. It is yeah. not sacrilege to do that if you don't have access to a grill. It's fine. We're practical people. It's okay. Most, most Germans don't have access to a big barbecue smoker anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah, we, we are uh, okay. a people, of, uh, people in apartments. 
Yeah, because if you tell me a barbecue, that's a very specific thing in America. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, this is just something that traditionally uh, gets either, if you have the space for it, gets um, made over a actual uh, wood fire and smoke over two hours. If you don't have the space for it, I can liquid smoke it and be bad. <laughs> bad. No. How fun for you. Or if you go if you got only got an apartment, you can just uh bake it in the oven and then maybe uh you know uh do a little little bit of uh, crust uh via a typical frying pan. Yes, sear it. Yeah. Yeah, sear it. That's that's the word I was thinking. Thank you. No, no worries. So, Mr. J, I have to apologize. I was looking at the wrong recipe. And this actually has no real sauce. It just nope. it just says to use the, the rest of the juices from all the frying that you do in the pan and just drizzle it over the stuff on your on your plate. Yeah. So that that's I yeah, no, 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 no. The creamy one where it's like you get you make a roux and you mm. add all the that was delicious, but like no, not the not the one that I ate recently that I took a picture of. Where it was just yeah. on top of some stuff and asked for spatzel and I went, I'm not making that. Yeah, I, I think that that is also an important uh, comfort factor that a lot of stuff that is asked for in German recipes, we can just go to the nearest supermarket and buy it and we don't have to make it from scratch. Yeah, no, no, that's always the case where it's like, oh, if you want it, you can have this side dish as well. And that side dish is another couple hours that's a whole meal i'm not doing that <laughs> yeah that and is that, true yeah and that's true even in america where it's like no just buy this don't pay don't futz around yeah one of the other recipes that i was thinking of of introducing you to would have been the filled in potato dumpling but for that you would need uh, to get potato dumpling dough which is something you can buy here at the supermarket but I don't think it's over in your place. Yeah. I mean, in theory, you just need flour and uh, cooked potatoes. Yes, you just need uh, lots of cooked potatoes. It, they don't need to be big. They just what need to be cooked. What did you translate it as? Potato something? Dumpling. Dumplings, yeah. Yes. Knödel is the uh, German word for it. I try you to use the... frozen gnocchi, but that's... Gnocchi. No, 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 no. Gnocchi, no, 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 no. gnocchi are tiny. Potato mm -hmm. dumplings are yeah. more fist-sized. Okay. I'll, I'll yes. send you a picture of what uh, mm -hmm. we mean. Okay. Thank you, Mesto. Well, I'll continue. Uh, thing is, uh, even the German gets bored of plain potatoes, and so they mix it up uh, uh, from time to time. Uh, one good way of doing that, and some of the more middle areas of uh, Germany, or especially uh, for some very, uh, you know, some special gatherings and, and such, uh, is to make potato dumplings, as I like to call them. They are, you know, round fist sized, and you just boil a lot of potatoes, uh, add an egg, that is a add, add some flour, filling. and then That's... you put some fi filling in it. Could be just some some crumbs or you know so just some some baked crumbs or if you're really fancy you put some uh, some bacon in it or sausage 
Sausage is sausage. also good. Yes. Yeah. Sausage. You put it what you want. Uh, <laughs> bacon. It's a mm -hmm. dumpling. Just put yeah. stuff in it. It's a potato dumpling. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a potato dumpling. Who Sometimes we even just serve. Uh, we we serve dumpling with sauce. Yeah, uh, that's what we little do. kids. Yeah. And if you have leftover dumplings, you can also slice them and fry them in a pan, and then you can have a second meal. Mm -hmm. We have never done that. There are no leftovers. <laughs> that, mm. that, that is one of the, the uh, reasons why you just have to make more dumplings. Yes. Yeah, we, 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 we become pretty good at making exactly the amount of dumplings that we need. <laughs> or you're going to just eat them all so that way no one else can have them afterwards. Yes, yeah. protect the food. <laughs> also, we, we Germans like our bread so much we make dumplings from it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. That is also a surprisingly versatile uh, base to work off. I've been to uh, specialized restaurants where they just use that sort of uh, uh, bread dumpling base and just put yep. a lot of different parts in it, like spinach, um, mushrooms, even in some cases like strawberries, if they wanted to make it sweet. Yeah, sure. And then deep fry it. Oh, yeah. Boiled it then with a little bit of butter on top. So, would you? It sounds like you guys are positioning for me to make more things. That's what but I'm slowly gathering. Of I mean, if you want <laughs> to, <laughs> I'm I'm willing to try more stuff. Um, I've got my requirements that like I'm making this in the middle of a work day too, or during a work week. So, mm. okay. reasonable amount of effort and. Yeah. No cooking in the evening? Oh, no, no, no. I cook in the evening, but it's more of, I don't want to spend more than 30 to 45 minutes cooking. That's quite reasonable. Okay, so in Must some parts, you would good. have to uh, freeze freeze up some leftovers and use them for different dishes then. So my other, the other, okay, I, I guess I should specify how my mm -hmm. cooking schedule works. Sunday, I make a big pot of stuff. I don't know what it is, but like a big stew, um, a lot of little things. Like I, I'm just making a bunch of stuff. So, and then earlier in the week, work week, Mondays and Tuesdays, I have more energy typically. So I can produce something and I can make it pretty decent. And then in the latter half of the week, Thursday, I'm doing fucking nothing. I am getting the laziest garbage stuff I can find. Uh, and then Friday is fast food Friday. So, like, that's okay. been declared already. <laughs> so that's that is no that is how my my uh, meal schedule works. Mm -hmm. Saturday, it depends on if I'm doing something or not. Okay, well, okay. The reason I ask is because um, the uh, Mutzpaten, which I'm proposing, does require uh, for you to marinate your meat overnight. No problem. Uh, not an issue. I can be... do that Sunday. Do it Sunday, mm -hmm. eat it Monday. I did that with um, bulgogi. Mm -hmm. Real easy. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Ma marinating, is... I, I don't think is that big of a problem as long as you're planning ahead and you know that you want to do something on mm -hmm. the next day, then it's not real that much. Not, yeah. not that much work. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, the, the biggest thing that I'm thinking of here is um, if, you, if you do want. Uh, to make uh, some actual like uh, potato dumplings and uh, do them with filling, 
uh, for uh, an actual like big ass uh, German meal of big meat with potato on side. Uh, that's not just a simple potato. You're gonna have to uh, take some time to make potato and make the dumpling out of it. Um, make them form them into balls, stuff stuff in them, and then basically semi boil them in just uh, barely boiling water in okay. order to get going. So that's so you know. A Sunday would be the best day for that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you will need to send me a a link then to to a recipe because I don't want to flip through between five different recipes. Being like, is this one good? Is this one? You tell me. I will take it easy on that. Understood. It's gonna put. I don't know. Like. Pickled ginger in dumplings or something. Oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound bad, but mm. <laughs> no, uh, we've just we've realized that pickled ginger kind of sucks. Uh, pickled radish, though, mm. that's delicious. What, trying what to remember I what I had discovered recently when I made uh, Japanese katsu curry is the the Japanese have some. Basically, mixed pickles that they like to add to their curries, which is yeah, pickled radish, um, carrot, and and something else. And mm-hmm. boy, that stuff is tasty. Yeah, um, we uh, at the Asia store in in the city. That makes center. sense. That <laughs> makes sense. Um, it's uh, what's it called, Fukujinsuke, which I actually uh, had a, a very uh, annoyed. I don't know, she probably wasn't Japanese, so maybe Korean or Thai or something, uh, store uh, clerk, uh, trying to find it for me. And then, then she uh, uh, called up the, the older manager lady and uh, she said, yeah, the problem is it's on sale right now, so it's not where it should be. And she showed me and I got it for half price and mm. that was really nice. And it's it's... The downside is that I'm not making enough curry to use it all the time, but it's it's great stuff. Um, it seems like you could probably just throw it on rice and just yeah, have it busy time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I wonder if I wonder if you could use this in a stir fry or like in some sort of like fried down mushrooms and onions. I mean, probably I use kimchi in a stir fry. Yeah. So, Kim- mm, God, I, I want to make some more kimchi. Yeah. He's good. I let me see if I can make it appear. <laughs> I have a new kimchi fermentation vessel. Ooh. Mm. Want me to show you mine? Nice. That is for, <laughs> oh, for the audience. That is a glass bottle. I will bring over mine. Yeah, so I have a glass jar with a with an in, inverted uh, cup that goes on it and and a water lip to seal it in. It's uh, mm-hmm. because I, I destroyed my last one. I made it go. Yeah. Uh, I too. I I think I got an airlock, uh, like like those little, little water airlocks, yeah. lying about somewhere. But I haven't really delved into fermentation. Uh, I'm fermenting yet. so much. <laughs> so <laughs> interesting. This is a big plastic tub ah. that I got from a Korean grocery store. Mm-hmm. And the ladies were very excited to learn that we were making kimchi. I bet. Yeah, kim- kimchi is pretty good. It's really good. 
All right, we are getting way too distracted, um, and we are going slightly over time. Are there any final thoughts before I before we get just entirely distracted by fermenting things? Foodcast six, where we invite the Italians, <laughs> and they will declare war on war on us. Oh no, no, I could piss off some Italians. Don't. I, like... It's so easy. It is so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I am genuinely shocked that no one got annoyed at what I did to to anything. And you guys are like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Instead of like, why are you doing this? My my standard pizza is tuna, pineapple, mushrooms, and hot Thai curry. It's really good. Holy shit. That's a lot of fucking flavor. That's except, a lot of things. Except for the Thai curry. Really you can good. get that anywhere, right? I've 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 seen the pit, pit, that that uh, pizza before, but without the uh, Thai curry because obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I I think the the classic uh, Hawaiian pizza is more like ham and pineapple. But since mm, my roommate yeah. is vegetarian, I we I cook meat for myself, but. When I cook big portions of stuff for us both, then it has to be. Or she's not vegetarian. In technically, she's pescatarian. She eats fish. So okay, yeah, tuna, tuna and tuna. pineapple goes, but ham or chicken and pineapple doesn't. So, okay. but it's pretty good. Yeah, I bet. I would. I, I would. I would eat it. <laughs> I would try it. I am not a big tuna person. Yeah, I I have a I have a hankering for fish every day because I'm Northern German, and I mm. and it's so so expensive. I really it's more love expensive than fish, beef. but yeah, it, it especially in the last year or something, it got really expensive. I forgot. I still have a can of pickled herring. That send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> God, I visit at one point. I'm just like I, I have pickled herring. <laughs> I mean, sure, you're always welcome at uh, Casa di Maestro. Um, also, I'm on a waiting list for uh, Haukal, which is the uh, Icelandic fermented uh, um, shark. Fish? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the specialized uh, shark. Yep. Yeah. I've once eaten some of it. Uh, it was just weird and smelly from a taste. Hmm. You gotta, you gotta drink the, the schnapps with it. I haven't tried Icelandic shark yet, but sewer streaming was complicated. <laughs> it's, it's did, you, it, did it involve a bucket? It did involve a lake and, <laughs> um, and uh, a small I, I, hut I, on the side of that lake that was like 10 miles away from the actual kitchen. And <laughs> It involved a bucket of water, yes. And it doesn't actually taste bad, but the smell is... Whoa, it's no, no, no. It's full of ammonia. I completely believe you. I just find the idea of needing a bucket to open a can really funny. As my um, Swedish friend told me, you don't need a bucket, but people who don't need a bucket eat it so often that even other sweets think they are weird because you have to have the right technique to open the the can without it spraying everywhere so the the bucket is basically like a cheat code okay. so it's yeah also i guess it slightly washes it off as it comes up 
Yeah, that that is an, another other thing. You kind of want to rinse it a little bit before you put it on on the table and then put it on bread or something. So that does that that step just at one go. You open the the can and pull out the the actual herring and not the goopy stuff that you yeah, don't want to eat. The juice. All right, we will continue the... this forever. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at recipes here just to get the amounts correct. Sorry, uh, the dove for... just tried to bully me. Ooh. A dove? Like the birds? Oh. Um, yeah. But the like government birds. is in on you. Uh, they tried to bully me by slamming their fat butt into the window to demand more <laughs> seeds. Because <laughs> yeah, they I do figured. do that to us. Birds aren't real. <laughs> <laughs> birds aren't real? No, uh, they're government I mean, drones. I mean, what is real? Mm. <laughs> What's real is I'm trying to end the podcast. I'm getting distracted by every single direction. Yeah. This has been the Orcs Unplugged. Thank you for tuning in. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye. Huh. That was oddly insightful. Like philosophy at a Waffle House. <laughs>